Right. Thank you for joining me. Um, Clarky, do you want to introduce yourself? I don't, I don't usually, I just kind of ask people to introduce themselves and then we, I'll just set it up and then we can just get into the music. Yeah. So yeah, as Jake said, I'm Clarky. We've been friends for 10 years. Doesn't time fly. <laughs> yeah, it's a bit scary. Robinson. Um, yeah. Cool. So I, I studied geology there and science, so... Hence the theme of today's show. Which is science. And we're, you know, we're both, uh, luckily, that's, that's why I chose this subject, we're both um, renowned masters of science. Indeed, yes. Technically. Also is a scientist. Somehow. Magic. Yeah, yeah. So I'm just going to explain that to people when they do listen. Basically, I did English at university, but somehow got a, a master's in science. Um, which I got through cheating, essentially. That made, that sounds really bad. That makes it sound like I actually cheated in the exams. <laughs> I should, legitimate cheating. Yeah, legitimate cheating. I switched to, to a different <laughs> master's from English to history of philosophy of science and somehow got a master's of science. So we are here to review songs about science on their scientific accuracy. We're here to yes. peer review, if you will. <laughs> Yeah, you don't sound impressed. Journal. We need to make a journal. Well, <laughs> I mean, some of the songs were quite accurate and some were less so, I think. There's a wide array of accuracy. There was. Yeah, there was. <laughs> that is true. Um, should we do them in the order in which they were in, in the playlist or would you prefer Solicit to, to start um, with any specific? Yeah, playlist is fine. Cool. I mean, the, we have the sort of trilogy at the end. We do, yeah. Um, oh, yeah, so, I like it. It is a bit of a trilogy, isn't it? Yeah. Yes. Um, well, so um, I, I will briefly play this song. I don't know if you'll hear it down the mic, but um, at the very least, I'm just going to briefly refresh myself in this song, and you might hear it come, come down the mic. Have you ever seen sunrise in the morning? It shines when you were born. What did you think of this song? I mean, so I did ask you to think about scientific accuracy and just how much you enjoyed the song. I, I mean, I was quite surprised um, by it at the beginning, but in terms of accuracy, it's pretty good. Um, yeah, yeah. It's, it, it can tell it's a sort of Beach Boys 60s vibe. Uh, it's not sort of, it sounds like they're a bit slow. You know? <laughs> yeah. It's, it's a fun song. <laughs> it's, a, it's a weird one, isn't it? It's sort of, yeah, it's, it's a bit my first intro to planets. It is a little bit. Uh, <laughs> well, um, so you, did, did you quite like the song as well, or did you? I can't, I mean, I wouldn't put it in my top ten. I think <laughs> it's, it's fair to say, but it's pretty. It's it's quite a fun one. So, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I'll give it a six out of ten. Six out of ten. Oh, and then for for accuracy. For accuracy, I mean, it's hard to argue that Saturn doesn't have rings, so they sort of nailed that one. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah. I mean, I'll, I'll have to deduct points on Pluto, because um, you, you can see it. If you couldn't, then it wouldn't have been discovered. Oh, that's um, true. But all, I mean, you, you, I feel like you, right, so just for anyone who's listening, like, the lyrics are, as you said, very intro to the solar system, but they're also... A little bit astrology, I think, at points. I don't. I think. Yes. If we're going to be fair, we should deduct points for that as well. 
Oh, absolutely. Uh, and also, after one of the criticism I have is they say that some they say all the constellations are animals, which is um, not true. That's true. Yeah, yeah. What does it say again? Uh, um, the constellations are stars that form animals. He doesn't say exclusively though, so it's sort of implied. Well, I got, I got. <laughs> The fact I got that it was implied. Yeah, the, I think you're right. I think you're right. Um, and then you know, there's the what's that line? Then there's the Milky Way. That's where the angels play. I mean, bit of poetic well, license, the... but strictly speaking, you know. Yeah. Well, exactly. And, and I'm pretty sure um, Neptune isn't actually the god of the sea, but again, I mean, it depends if you're asking an ancient Greek. Well. An ancient Roman or not. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I suppose there aren't many of them around these days. So. <laughs> not too many these days. But yeah, so <laughs> I'm also just going to like contextualise the music for you and stuff. Firstly, yeah. uh, I don't know if you've actually listened to any of the o- other episodes of this podcast. but um, I listened to a couple. Oh, did you? I-, I always end up mentioning the Beach Boys, and it's partly because I do genuinely like them a lot. <laughs> But it's also just a bit of an intro. Yeah, they're a good band. Yeah, yeah, but it's Although also just... this wasn't their best. <laughs> Wait it well. Wait, we'll, we'll get on to that in a second. Um, also, I just think it's kind of funny. I'm kind of ruining the joke now by saying this, but I think the joke is getting tired even for me. I was just going to mention the Beach Boys in every episode, and it was kind of funny to me for a while, but now I'm just getting tired of it. <laughs> I'm just like, all right, okay. Jacob, it's not... When you find your own joke tiring, that's probably... Yeah, yeah. And I think I wasn't getting any, like... No one, no one was, like... Jacob, you're always mentioning the Beach Boys. So I wasn't getting any kind of feedback from it. Um, uh, which is probably best for my jokes. My jokes probably don't deserve feedback. So, you know, I I, I shan't complain. <laughs> but, right, so... It's too niche comedy. It's a bit um, trial of Tim Heidecker. It? it is very Tim Heidecker, actually. Yeah, yeah. Maybe slightly less surreal. But, yeah. I'm just I'm just too sophisticated. I'm too far ahead of the curve on exactly. this one. Exactly. Yeah. Let, yeah. Let's, let's tell exactly. ourselves that. So... Uh, <laughs> it's how you through the day, isn't it? <laughs> I don't know how much you know about, like, um, Brian Wilson and the Beach Boy story. Um, was he the... Was it his mum who invented Tipex? Uh, I'm sure one of their mums invented Tipex, or is that just an urban legend? I don't know. I'm going to have to Google Google this. Um, that's amazing, if true. I've, I think I've heard this fact about people before, but invented Tipex. Oh, it sounds like it was the monkeys... Uh, yeah, that was it. There you go. Mike Nesmith of the Monkey's Mother invented liquid paper. Well, there you go. Well, so the fact that you even put the Monkeys and the Beach Boys in the same sentence, or you kind of group them together, you know, shows, no offence, you know, your ignorance <laughs> of the Beach Boys. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> no, um, so, I, I, you know, I, I, as I've already said, I mentioned them in all my podcasts, so I'll just give you a brief kind of history, but essentially, like early 60s, they were kind of like one of the first bands to actually kind of write their own music and were alongside, you know, the Beatles and stuff, one of the first people to kind of be a serious pop band, um, yeah. who kind of revolutionised, you know, studio production and what popular music was, but kind of Brian Wilson, the primary songwriter, was one of the kind of early <laughs> casualties of, um, you know, rock music excess. But he wasn't a casualty in the oh. way that someone like Jimi Hendrix was. He didn't die. Yeah. He um. He that's, was... that's always a positive. Yeah, but he was very, 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 very psychologically unwell. I mean, you know, he had so many oh. issues. He was ang- he had like anxiety disorders from like the very beginning. Stopped touring in like 1964. 
but then, oh, I'm not going to go into the whole history, but it spent like most of the 70s just taking tons of drugs, lying in bed, and having like schizophrenia, which is obviously incredibly tragic, but... Yeah, that's a rough, that's a rough decade. To, yeah, to yeah, and the 80s, 80s weren't too kind to him either, but he's still alive, he's actually probably better than ever. Um, that's good. Yeah, 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 but um, I was going to say, so this album came in, out in like 1977, when he was kind ah, of okay. at the peak of his unwellness in many ways, um, and he hadn't really been part of the band for a while, he'd kind of disappeared, and as I said, like literally, I think... The story is that he spent like two years in bed, pretty much never leaving bed. Um, oh wow! Yeah, cr- crazy. Um, but he uh, he wrote this album pretty much completely by himself. Programmed all these synths and drum machines, which is why it sounds so weird. Like it sounds really tacky, doesn't it? Yeah, it yeah. does. But I mean, once you contextualise it, it makes more sense. Yeah, and it, it's one of. The, I remember the first time I heard this album, I thought. Well, the first time I heard it, I was like, oh my god, this is terrible. I think this is one of the few songs on it that I, I kind of liked straight away, but the rest of it, I, just, I was like, this is awful. And then eventually, like, I listened to it again, I was like, actually, it's quite good, but it, the production is terrible. And then I kind of, I'm now at the point where actually I wouldn't change any of it, <laughs> because it's so weird and yeah. strange. Um, but yeah, that's like... to the rest of the album, I think. Uh, <laughs> yeah, some of it's very weird. Um... Uh, I'll send you some choice tracks, maybe, and you'll have to tell me what you think after this. Um, but that's a kind of context for this. Um, and and Brian Wilson literally like was into astrology, um, so that's the kind of okay. disappointing from a scientific perspective bit of it. Um, and you know he did have some wacky. You know the whole band were into like um, transcendental meditation, and one of the. the De- uh, Brian's younger brother Dennis was friends with Charles Manson, and you know it's it's a weird right. story. The whole story is yeah. a weird one. <laughs> um, but yeah, okay. So you you a six out of ten for the music you you said. I think that's respectable, not impressive, yeah. but you know. I think it's fair. Yeah, and then it's not the best, but by far from the worst music I've ever heard. Yeah, yeah. And then this this, this for the science. What we're going to give that out of out of ten? I guess again. Um... Out of ten, I'll give it a five. A five, yeah. I think that's fair. It's, it's accurate in some ways, but horribly misleading in others. So yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I think five. Yeah, I think that's fair. Reasonable. I think that's fair. I think we can safely move on to the next song, which is less astronomy based <laughs> and more natural history based at this point. It's more botanical. Yeah. Um, with a bit of Dave the Triffids mixed in. <laughs> yeah. Had you, had you heard this before? Uh, I hadn't. Cool. No. I will. It br- was quite a, an interesting track. Yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll briefly play it, because I just need to refresh myself on it as well. Band is Genesis, and the song is The Return of the Giant Hogweed. Um, I can't remember which album it's off of. Nursery Crime, maybe? Yeah, it's yeah off, Nursery Crime, yeah. Which is obviously an amazing name for an album. <laughs> you seem less impressed, but okay. <laughs> Nothing could stop them
mean, scientifically, it was pretty accurate. Yeah, yeah. Part. I mean, um, historically, the plant was brought to queues. They said it's poisonous and it will mess your skin up rather horribly. Is it true that the uh, the giant hogweed was from the Russian hills? I don't know enough. Yes, I think so. I mean, I'm not an expert in botany, yeah, yeah, yeah. sadly. <laughs> um, but as far as I know, it was. And I think the Victorians uh, brought it over, as they like to do with many exotic plants. Yeah, um, anything they can get their hands on. Well, exactly. They sort of raided everywhere and sort of helped themselves. Um, I mean, it's, it's illegal to have this plant in the UK because it's invasive and quite dangerous. Yeah. Um, I mean, it's still, it's still illegal. relatively common along like waterways and stuff, isn't it? Yeah. Well, that's the thing. You've got to, you've got to be quite careful. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you will have a horrible time if it, the sort of, the, I don't know, the juice or sap or whatever gets on you. Yeah. yeah I mean, yeah. when they say it's. It's okay to get rid of it at night time. That that is true because it's it's the the chemicals react with the light, and that's what causes all the skin problems. Oh, um, oh, because it's a safe. Have you seen the photos of it? Uh, I think I've seen pictures of it. Yeah, but I was gonna say, um, so that light because it says strike by night. They are defenseless. <clears throat> they are defenseless. They need the sun to photosensitize their venom. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so first time I heard it. I, I, I was confused. I thought he was saying mispronouncing photosynthesize and thought uh, that they didn't okay. produce the venom with it. I, I, I didn't really, like, yeah, I just completely got that. I thought he was wrong and it was just me. I was just completely wrong. Um, You're a scientist, Jacob. <laughs> supposedly. <laughs> uh, giant hogweed burns. I'm going to look up the burns and have a look. Oh my god. Those burns are horrendous. Yeah, it's it's not it's not a nice one. Holy Jesus! So, uh, yeah. I mean, the song sort of implied it's a bit more triffidy and they'll come after you, which obviously which obviously is uh, not true. <laughs> so we'll have a few points deducted for that. Yeah, 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 yeah. But I think overall science will give it an eight out of ten. Yeah, yeah, I think that's respectable because I think it's a good. It's a good level of taking like artistic license and actually yeah. kind of accurately describing the history as well of and like the whole effect of them. And it does say uh, nothing can stop them around every river and canal their power is growing. I mean, it's it's probably one of the nerdiest songs ever written, actually, isn't it? <laughs> I think mean, that's a fair description. I mean, there, are, there can't be many songs about specific invasive plants. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I love I love that as like a, a subgenre of music. Maybe there are. Um, I wonder if there are any yeah, songs about Japanese not weed. Oh, absolutely. That's a good <laughs> question. I have to find out. <laughs> um, yeah. So, what what did you think of the music then? It was okay. I mean, it's, I wouldn't say it's Genesis is best. Because I know um, I know it's you're not bad. Yeah, I know because I've. Uh, I've heard you say you like a bit of Genesis before. Was it like Trick of the Tail kind of stuff? Yeah, that's probably my favourite of their stuff. Yeah. Um, this is obviously quite different, I think, to most of that side of things. Yeah. But I mean, it's still a decent song. Yeah, yeah. I was going to say, so I think... I think... I think Trick of the Tail was once 
Peter Gabriel had left, isn't it? Yeah, we had this discussion. Yeah, I think, was this a few years ago? It was quite a while ago. I, I yeah. probably, knowing me, I probably told you off for only listening to post-Peter Gabriel era Genesis. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, there's, there's, there's no apology from me on that because uh, Peter Gabriel I mean, Peter Gabriel and Phil Collins have very similar voices weirdly but Peter Gabriel is definitely better um, yeah um, you should have you listened I to need, I need more of an education yeah definitely have you listened to Selling England by the Pound uh, I have not but I shall add it to my list yeah that's that's an album and that's that's their best album it's it's probably some yeah it's it's still a bit wacky, but it's not as wacky as this song. Because this song is actually quite wacky, isn't it, really? Oh, absolutely. I mean, the, even the, 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 the title sort of is a hint at its wackiness. <laughs> it is, yeah, yeah. And it starts <laughs> off like quite aggressively, and there's loads of synthy keyboard stuff going on. And some of it's quite ugly, isn't it? Which is quite appropriate to the lyrics. Yeah, I think that's, that's true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, the first time I... Because I listened to the, the playlist several times, the first time I heard it, I was like, what is going on here? It's, <laughs> it's a bizarre track. But the thing is, it grows on you the more you listen to it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think that a lot of that is Peter Gabriel's vocals, because he's quite, he's quite uh, theatrical, isn't he? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Um, it grows on you a bit like a giant hobby. It's, it's invasive in your mind. Oh, well, well, you've tied that together beautifully there, Clarky. Beautiful. That was a... That's what I'm here for. <laughs> uh, so, what did you say for, for science? You gave it an 8 out of 10. And then as a fellow science, scientist, I will peer review that and say that I also agree with the 8 out of 10. <laughs> um, and then musically, where, where did you kind of place it? I think I'll give it another 6 out of 10. I liked it, but similar sort of level of liking. Yeah, yeah. One. Was it maybe just a bit too much for you to love it too much? I think so, yeah. Yeah, I get I that. I mean, it's just a little bit too wacky to cement itself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's very prog, and as everyone who knows me and listens to this podcast will know, I really love prog, but I think it is a very acquired taste, especially this song, which is very very out there wacky isn't it so yeah I think that's reasonable yeah. I think that's fair I personally would put it maybe a bit higher but I, I do tend to agree that even for me it is a bit it's not their strongest it's kind of like it's not very catchy is it yeah I think that's probably one of its downfalls I mean catchiness has its it's a little bit naff in a sense but I you think, need a bit of catch yeah you, <laughs> yeah you need a bit of the catch anyway either way <laughs> Um, yeah, I think I think we could agree on that, and that's fair enough. Um, this next song, then, whew, oh, it's, it's, oh, I have to apologise for some of the choices of the songs I've put on this one. <laughs> um, so the next one I'll introduce first, whilst I remember, is "Quest for Fire" by Iron Maiden, and I will briefly play it.
Right. <laughs> Thoughts? <laughs> uh, well, scientifically, I mean, it would give a, an Alabaman pasta something to be proud of. <laughs> I think that's fair. I, I think that's almost generous, in fact. <laughs> I mean, where, uh, as a geologist, you know, I mean, where, where do I even begin? Um, <laughs> begin wherever you like. Just tell us everything... <laughs> Everything that's wrong with well, this. <laughs> I think the biggest issue is sort of conflating dinosaurs and humans and sort of wolves in the same time period. Because um, there's was, there was no overlap yeah. whatsoever, really. I mean... Um, I mean, dinosaurs were around from about 250 to 65 million years ago. yeah. And then humans have been around really for about a million-ish. Yeah, yeah. At most. And then sort of wolves and dogs, they're definitely post-dinosaurs. So, I mean, there's <laughs> I think, yeah, I think no overlap. I think that's safe to <laughs> say, them. yeah. And then they're talking about swamps and the biggest period of swamp land on Earth was sort of way before dinosaurs by a good hundred million years as well in what's called the Carboniferous mm-hmm. period. So, you know, at best you've got a 50 million year gap between those three things. So yeah, yeah. It's, it's got to be a zero, possibly a one, if you're feeling charitable for, <laughs> for scientific merit. Yeah, I think I might be inclined to say a one just because at least... It acknowledges the existence of dinosaurs. I guess you always have to give it something, and true, it's, true. They, they seem to be va- have a vague handle on the fact that, in terms of like, there's an understanding that swamps and forests feel primeval, which isn't granting which, them. I mean, they are. Yeah, exactly. They're, they're more primeval than dinosaurs. Yeah, but you know, giving them that, you know one out of ten for that kind of artistic license and at least, you know, getting a handle on forests, swamps, they're primeval. Let's just let's just throw it all together in a weird kind of smorgasbord of bad history and prehistory. <laughs> um, yeah. I mean, from an anthropological perspective, though, I mean, we might be able to bump it up to two because cannibal tribes do still exist. Um, have I told you the story about my family in cannibal tribes. I think you did, yeah. Can we hear it again? I can't quite remember it. Absolutely. So, um, about 100 years ago, one of my ancestors was a missionary, a Scottish missionary, and he went off to Papua New Guinea to do some missionary work. You can probably see where this this story's going. (laughs) Um, And essentially, one day he went to sort of convert a tribe and they didn't really like what he had to say. Um, so they ate him. And <laughs> the, they sent an official investigative team out. I think what they found was a, a few bones. So yeah, it's a sort of cautionary tale about minding your own business, really. Yeah. <laughs> um, so who, who was the relative? Was it like a great-grand-uncle or something? I think it was... A, Great, great uncle. Right. I'm not exactly sure. It was a great uncle. No, it was definitely a great, great uncle. Right. Well, my um, grandfather's uncle. 
On which side of the family then? It's my mother's father's uncle. Right, right, right. That that's oh uh, yeah. Um, that's... Yeah. Did he die young so, or was he? Story. Did he have a family already or was he, he was he out there kind of as a young? He did have a family. Yeah. He, he had a wife and then I think he took a second wife before he um, well not simultaneously. Um, <laughs> <laughs> just to clarify. Yeah, yeah. Um, I don't know if they had kids. I'm not sure, but certainly he was he was married a couple of times, but I don't think she went with him to. The yeah, yeah. Well, I, well, I have to say, I was, I was thinking when you said that originally, I was like, well, if he's had two wives simultaneously, he lived a full life before getting eaten. <laughs> but, you know, yeah, exactly. I mean, I wouldn't, wouldn't want to end up that way myself. Yeah, well, personally, if I had the choice. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus. Well, quite. So when he was out there, yeah, did, yeah, I mean, when he was out there, did he see any, any dinosaurs walking the earth in the swamps and caves? Not as far as I'm aware. Because oh, that would have that would have really given some scientific merit to this Iron Maiden song. Well, I know it's it's a wasted opportunity, really. It really was, yeah. If yeah. only we knew for certain, but uh, <laughs> I mean, statistically, I think it's probably unlikely. It seems it seems somewhat yeah. unlikely, yeah. Um, the, yeah. Back to this song, though. I mean, this song just starts off badly in terms of scientifically accurate accuracy, and it just gets worse and worse, yeah. doesn't it? Really. Yeah, exactly. I mean, it starts getting bad when they first start singing. I think. <laughs> So, That's probably the, the turning point. Yeah, but I was going to say, um, what about from a musical perspective then? What, what did you think of it? Oh, musically, I thought it was great. Oh, I, I liked the song a lot. Oh, really? Did, did you? Made out of ten for that. Yeah, I quite like it. Yeah, it's catchy. It's got a, it's quite intense, but I think in a in a in a fun way. Yeah, it's it's one of the songs that I'm kind of ambivalent about. I, I you know I I feel on the one hand that it is fun. It's got kind of like a nice rock. Well, it's, it kind of you know it does rock along quite nicely. It's not mega heavy, but it's it's, yeah. it's heavy enough to be interesting. But then also, I quite like um, Bruce Dickinson from Iron Maiden his singing, but I don't really like it in this song. He just kind of wails a bit too much. It's a little bit wailing, but yeah. I think the the melody makes up for that. That's true. It's true. It's fun. It, you can't object to a song that is this silly in a way, can you? It's it's hard to. Dismiss it because it kind of yeah. it already wants to be dismissed in a way. It's a bit Flintstones, I think. It's very Flintstones. I think that is environment the, it's, it's described. That is the best way to sum it up. But I think there's just a that, <laughs> is it like the third verse I think where the lyrics, even putting aside like accuracy, are just so banal that it is just a bit <laughs> bit mind numbing. So it says, I'm not going to try to sing it, but it says, And they thought that when the embers died away, that the flame of life had burnt and died, didn't know the sparks that made the fire were made by rubbing stick and stone. I mean, now it's just describing how to make a fire in the wilderness. And it's just a bit, it's a bit like, oh my... Yeah. Really? (laughs) So you gave that... I I mean, I I quite liked it, yeah. A ten, that's that's a strong uh, strong performance. No, an eight. eight. An eight, okay. Did I say did you did you say ten before or did I just hear that? You, I said eight out of ten. Ah, oh, sorry, I don't know where why I thought you gave it That's ten. I was thinking a ten would be a bit much. Yeah, it's not that good. <laughs> <laughs> okay, mm, some interesting opinions here regarding the uh, the quality of the music. In terms of contextualizing it from the point of view of Iron Maiden, I don't know how much you you know Iron Maiden's music. Not as much as I should, if I'm going to be completely honest. Yeah. So I don't have a lot to go on. Yeah, that's fair. fair enough. They're um, they're interesting. They're all they are kind of, 
I wouldn't say they're a joke band, but they always have that tongue-in-cheek vibe to them, where they're always, like, a bit like ACDC, where yeah. they have that sense of humour, and, and they take a lot of inspiration from history and things like that anyway, so there are a lot of songs based on, like, whether it's the French Revolution or, you know, uh, the colonisation of America and things like that, so yeah, they always have that they always straddled the line between being somewhat accurate, whether it's history or whatever, and just being completely bonkers. Um, I think they're quite fun, but they're never going to be my favourite band. But, I, I mean, I thought I could not yeah. miss could not miss the opportunity to put in a song so horrifically inaccurate into a, a playlist about <laughs> science. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but You've got an Iron Maiden album recommendation. Or do I? Um, yeah. Um, you know, this I think Iron Maiden for me the kind of band where you'd be really happy just listening to a greatest hits. Okay. Um, a lot of people think that's a bit, a bit of a philistine point of view. I don't think so. I think some bands, you know, listen to the greatest hits because they have a lot of good hits, but some of their albums are just really inconsistent. Um. Yeah, I think that's that's what I would say. I mean, they had some stuff in the eighties that a lot of people really like and. The album this is from has some good tunes on it, um, yeah. <clears throat> but they're all always very very silly. Um, cool, but I I think uh, unless you have anything uh, else to say about that song, did you like the guitar solos actually? Because I think it's yeah, I thought they're pretty good. Yeah. I mean they're not well, spoilers they're not Dire Straits, which we'll move on to next. But I mean <laughs> you know yeah yeah, it's not bad. Yeah, I think that's a fair comment because um, Mark Knopfler has some great guitar solos, obviously. Yeah. Um, but yeah, spoiler alert, what's the next song then? Oh, it's Dire Straits. Um, <laughs> Dire Straits, and the song is Industrial Disease. I, you know, I, it's kind of cheating this one. It's not very science-y in many ways, but I just kind of thought I'd need to uh, hit the uh, the kind of medical corner a bit. Um, <laughs> so I just shoved this one in yeah. there. Uh, I'm just going to play <laughs> briefly um, and then get the lyrics in front of me. Down the quality control Somebody threw a spanner They threw him in the hole There's rumours in the Logan Bay And anger in the town Somebody blew the whistle And the walls came down There's a leaking in the boardroom They're trying to trace the smell There's a leaking in the washroom There's a sneaking personnel Somewhere in the corridor Someone was hurt to sneeze Goodness me Could this be industrial disease Caretaker was crucified It's classic dire straits really isn't it? Classic dire straits I was going to say As soon as as soon as that synth line came in, it was like, oh yeah, this is very classic Dire Straits, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, when I first heard it, I thought, is this Walk of Life? And it's just been labelled wrong. <laughs> um, yeah, but, I mean, uh, do you find that off-putting? Is that is it too similar? or? No, I mean, Dire Straits are probably one of my favourite bands, so I have absolutely no issue listening yeah, yeah. to this song. Yeah, yeah. Did you know the song um, already? I didn't. It wasn't one I, I I knew, but like you can tell pretty much straight away that it's theirs. They have quite a sort of unique style. Mm-hmm. Um, one thing I find quite interesting about them as a band is that they don't really sing their songs. They sort of talk them quite a lot. If yeah. That makes sense. Yeah, yeah. Mark Knopfler really just talks his way through the lyrics. Um, <laughs> I really like that. I really like that he does that actually. 
Yeah, it, it's especially good if you're doing karaoke because you don't have to be able to sing to do the song. Yeah, that's true. You just need to kind of like say them in a cool way. Um, yeah. Yeah, that's a good point. I don't know how many people do karaoke to die straight, though. At the same time, that makes them not. Oh, I do. <laughs> yeah, but, I guess. Uh, Having said that, I, you clearly do, happen. otherwise <laughs> you wouldn't have said it. <laughs> um, but yeah, did you, did you like this song? Um, uh, yeah, I thought it was good. I mean, it's, it's not my favourite Dire Straits track, yeah, yeah. but it's, it's it's one of the better ones, I think. Yeah, yeah, it's good. Um, there, there, in terms of science, there wasn't really much science in it. Yeah, no, um, not really. I, I was really reaching with this one. There's, there's usually a song every episode that I do where I'm really just reaching. Um, yeah. and I, I do it shamelessly, uh, and sometimes I just do it to include a song or to mention a certain band. And I think, you know, in spite of the fact that Dire Straits have sold hundreds of millions of albums, I think they still, they're still an underrated band, which is obviously the subject. Oh, of I completely band. agree. Yeah. It is crazy, given how successful they've been, but a lot of people don't really know them as much as they should. Yeah. Or people know them and just dismiss them as really lame or shit or boring or whatever you want to call it. And I think... You know, everyone has their own taste or whatever, but I think people are a bit too quick to dismiss them because they're a bit... They've got that very strong country vibe, which is obviously very uncool. Yeah. But who cares? When, when again, it, the vocals, it's more talking rather than singing, which like, I think probably puts some people off as well. Yeah. I mean, it's fair enough, but at the same time, I, I think, you know, having that attitude, you can miss out a lot of great stuff with these guys. Uh, yeah. And this album in particular, I don't know if you know this album, it's called Love Over Gold. Yeah, I'd, I'd a little listen. It's it's not one sort of au fait with. Yeah, but um, yeah, I don't think it was one. It wasn't like um, Brothers in Arms, which was huge. But the first track on this yeah. is is fourteen minutes long, and it's a tele. It's called Telegraph Road, but it's brilliant. Seriously, if you if you ever get the opportunity to just sit down and listen to it and listen to the lyrics, it tells like a whole story, and it's great. It's amazing, really like musically interesting as well. Um, it's brilliant and it's just it's as good as anything that they put out I think um, oh uh, did, did uh, I did sorry I, my audio died for a minute <laughs> I don't know how much of how much I was speaking by myself there <laughs> um, you just mentioned Telegraph Road right I was just saying it's brilliant it's a great song uh, it's like 14 minutes long but it's as good as anything else they ever did and I would say, nice. if you, you know, give yourself the opportunity to listen to it and listen to the lyrics, because it's really good and it tells a really great story. Um, but yeah, so musically, what, 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 where do you reckon this song fits for you then? I think it's on a par with the previous one. I mean, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I'm biased, obviously, because um, they're one of my favourite bands. Yeah, yeah. That, that's not a bias. The, the guitar work is always, you, you know you're going to have a good time, I think, with yeah, yeah, I totally agree. And I was gonna say that that's not a bias; that's just good taste. So we can. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> um, from a science perspective, yeah, I was really reaching with this one. But you know, there, it's kind of an extended metaphor, really, where he's just kind of talking about uh, disaffected workers and the decline of British manufacturing. Uh, and he's kind of yeah. like wrapping it up as a disease, and I can't remember the lyrics that well, to be honest. But I'm pretty sure one. Of the, you know, he goes to a doctor, and the doctor diagnoses it as industrial disease. Um, yeah. Yeah. Um, I guess in that respect, it's more of a social commentary than a 
scientific analysis. Well, I mean, is it is it not therefore a social science, or are, are you going to? Uh, oh, well, are you going to dismiss that as not a real science? I mean, what kind of this this is a crunch moment for you to see you know what kind of scientist you really are now. Well, quite. What can I say? What can you say? I mean, mm-hmm. well, exactly. I'm trying to think of something to say that sounds sensible. <laughs> well, what does your heart tell you? Does your heart tell you to dismiss it, or are you willing to extend the kind of definition of science to uh, social sciences? Uh, I don't think I can. Uh, yeah, I, I think anthropology is a science. But you're I such, you're such a example, I wouldn't. You're such a natural scientist. You truly are, aren't you? <laughs> I don't know. That's that's the name of the game. <laughs> oh, pure science. What are you expecting? <laughs> yeah, I know, I know. I, oh, I can't complain. I can't complain. But you know, as a fellow scientist, um, I feel like I'm in a position to disagree and to uh, actually uh, argue with you on that point. Yeah, feel free. That's what science is all about? Yeah, to us, I can't really be bothered. <laughs> Yeah, same. Yeah. Um, you know, well, okay, let's agree to disagree then. Sort of leave it at a woolly conclusion like that. Yeah, yeah, I think we should do that, yeah. But I think... Yeah, at the end of the day, this is about the quality of the music that I'm getting you to listen to. Um, yeah. And, you know, I'll accept that, you know, you're not going to um, allow this to be counted as science due to your natural science snobbery. <laughs> but, well, I mean, they, they, they say that smoking will kill you in, in the song, so that's that's true, that's scientific. That's true, I, I mean... Give it a few points. Yeah, yeah. You cannot, for the life of you, <laughs> give it le- fewer points than the Iron Maiden song. Oh, absolutely. I think we'll give it a four out of ten. A four. Mainly because there's not much science in it, so you mm-hmm. can't really give it a high score purely on the basis of smoking will kill you. Yeah, but you know, that's a good message to wrap up into a... <laughs> no, I'm joking. <laughs> uh, um, right, well, well I'm, glad, I'm glad you like those songs, but we've got the, tri- the trilogy coming up next, don't we? Yes, we do. And I, I've, you may have noticed that this, is, this isn't stretching it like the last song, but it is cheating. It did feel a bit of a cheat, because it's essentially the same song three times. Well, I think it's the same song twice. Sort and, of. And then the, the 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 next, the third one is sufficiently different, I think. But, um... Mm. Mm, okay. Sort of. <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> three songs here by um, a band that I really like called They Might Be Giants. Um, and the songs are Why Does the Sun Shine? And then Why Does the Sun Shine? And then in brackets, The Sun is a Mass of Incandescent Gas. And the third song is "Why Does the Sun Really Shine?" Um, first, I'll start. I'll start with the music this time. Did you do you know the band? They might be giants. I think I think you might. Yeah, I've come across a bit of their stuff, but but not a huge amount. Yeah, um, I've, I've liked what I've heard before. So I assume um, you know, it's uh, "Birdhouse in Your Soul" is probably the song you've heard. Yeah, which I think That's, is brilliant. I love that song. It's a good tune. It's a good tune. Um, and they're a good band. Um, I, I think I, I used to be more of a fan of them. I haven't listened to them properly for years, but they're kind of from... They're very... They're kind of quirky pop. I don't know how else to describe them, really. Um, they're quite inoffensive and innocuous. Yeah, I, th- I think I think people can get put off by that as well and think they're just a bit twee. Um, in fact, they There's are... A bit of, yeah. They are a bit twee. I, I, I do know what that means. I, yeah, I... I yeah, 
there, there's a certain tweeness in this trilogy, I think. Yeah, and I think that kind of defines the band. I mean, maybe I just have a high tolerance for tweeness because I really like them. But um, but again, I mean, they're like a tongue. They're very tongue in cheek. So I think they can be forgive can be forgiven that more than a more serious band might be. But um, what can I say? Should we tackle the music first? Like, what did you think of these songs? These songs, should I say, in like. Um, Inverted commas because it's it's kind of one song. <laughs> the first one I thought was pretty good. Yeah. Um, putting sides one side, I quite liked it. Is the so, second one is the first one the slightly more upbeat punky? It sounds a bit more like a punk pop yeah. song. Yeah. The second one sounded if well in my notes I wrote it sound, I said it sounds like a Wurzels cover of the Big Bang Theory theme tune. Right. So I'm gonna have to just briefly listen to the second one again because. Yeah, uh, let's, because I can't really, that's not the impression I got. <laughs> the sun is a mass of incandescent gas, a gigantic nuclear furnace. Okay, I'm, I'm finding it very hard to disagree with you now. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I mean, that was sort of first impression that continued throughout the, the track. Yep, yeah, yeah, that's that's fair enough. Uh, <laughs> and what about the third one, then? I mean, the, the, the third one was probably my favourite of the three. Mm -hmm. um, I like the style. Ironically, although unsurprisingly, given the, the names of the songs, the, the third one sort of destroyed all my criticisms scientifically with the previous two. <laughs> Okay, I'm just going to briefly... sort of the point. Yeah, I'll briefly play the, um, the third one. Um... Point gonna what were you what were your points against the previous two songs then? Um, well, the points against were that the sun isn't made of gas. Okay. Which they sort of covered. I mean, he tackles I mean, uh, he tackles that in the first line of the third song, doesn't he? Well, exactly. So I mean, should I deduct points for that? I don't think I should. If we're if we're treating it as a trilogy, I think it's <laughs> we'll let them get away with that one. Yeah, yeah. Um, the first two, I mean, apart from that, the, the science is pretty good, if I'm honest. Um, the temperatures are accurate. I can't argue that the sun's hot and large. That's, <laughs> that's true. Um, in terms of how many Earths you can fit in the sun, it's, it's about a million. It's slightly more than a million, but it's that ballpark. Yeah. Distance of the sun is from the Earth. Again, that's correct. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it, they say it's a middle-sized star. I, personally, I think that's a bit generous. I'd say the sun's on the smaller side than middle. But, yeah, okay, yeah, that's fair it's, it's a bit, It's a bit sort of subjective where you draw the lines. So yeah, it's it's vague enough that they could... Yeah, yeah. Hmm, yeah, that's a good point. I know, yeah. So, um, 
I th- I, you know what I think is great about having these songs here? Well, because the first two songs are essentially the same song. I think they just did like a punk version and then they did like a, a slightly slower, poppier version. Yeah. But I think uh, <clears throat> when you listen to the lyrics to the first two and the next one, the fact that they get it a bit wrong and then they correct themselves, not only is is that just being more accurate, but it's it's the scientific method in actually putting practice, it is. isn't it? And I, I don't exactly. think, so I don't think you can I take points, can you? You have to give even more. Yeah, yeah. Having said that, there is a small downfall. Okay, but go like on. emphasis on small. In the in the first song, they talk about all life needs the sun, which isn't strictly true. And they don't um, correct themselves, do they? And they don't correct themselves, so I mean, deduct a point for that. Because okay. I mean, you, you get sort of bacteria and things living in the bottom of the ocean around the black smoke as well, the hot water comes out. Yeah, yeah. And there's also some bacteria that live in rocks deep underground, sort of a couple of miles. Yeah, yeah. Um, but apart from those unusual and extreme examples, they're correct. So right. you might deduct a point just for that. Oh, I, th- I think it'd be enough. Could we, could we deduct half a point? <laughs> Okay, we'll do half a point. We'll do half. half. Yeah, 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 that was a yeah. Okay, um, yeah, I think that's fair enough. Yeah, but I, I think the fact that they've they've got it mostly right in the first place, and then even the degree to which they got it wrong, they mostly corrected. I think is is you know yeah. commendable, commendable. Oh, absolutely. The uh, only criticism I have, let me just check the lyrics actually. Sorry, idiot. So in the third song, they're talking about um, that the sun might become a supernova. Um, right. Which it can't. It's just it's not big to do that. So okay. Um, it's in the fourth. Yes, I see. The sun isn't a red dwarf. I hope it never morphs into a supernova collapsed orb. Yeah. Well, um, I- it can't. It's just not big enough. Right. Okay. Thing, so. Yeah. Yeah. Mm, okay. So, so mm. we'll give them. We'll take off another half a point for that. That's right. Quite okay. Yeah. Yeah. And harsh, I think. So yeah. a nine out of ten for the science. A nine out of you ten. You take them as a as a trilogy. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You sort of have to really. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, mm, yeah. Okay. That. I mean, even I've learned from this. Even as a you know a master of science, I have I have things to learn. <laughs> um, <laughs> I I have to say I in terms of the music I really I really as I said already I really like the band and I really like these I think I the opposite of you I my least favorite is the kind of punk pop one that we started with um, yeah I think my favorite is probably the third one it's the most sort of chill and yeah yeah it's got a really nice relaxed yeah yeah I I think yeah I I might put that as my favorite as well but I think my least favorite is the kind of pop punk one which is still it's still a good song it's catchy. Um, yeah, but I kind of like the goofiness of the slow down one. Yeah, um, I mean, I do have a slight guilty secret. I do quite like Wurzel's covers, so <laughs> I, can't, I can't hate too much. Yeah, I, I don't. I don't even think that's a, a guilty secret. I'm pretty sure I, I, I knew that about you already. <laughs> but I was gonna say, I kind of feel like I'm cheating um, with they might be giants only in the sense that um, they kind of started out as a. I don't know what you describe them as, as a kind of alt-pop band in, like, the 80s. Um, but 
since like the mid nineties, they released like lots of songs for like kids and like in kids cartoons and stuff. So they've like quite consciously yeah. done songs that are supposed to be educational. So in a way, it's not it's not the same as the other songs, which are like a pop or rock band incorrectly yeah. writing about science. They, they've kind of consciously tried to do this. Um, yeah, and that certainly fits in with that. If that's what they're going towards, these songs sort of do tick those boxes. I think, well. yeah, I think they are because um, two of the songs are from an album called "Here Comes Science." Yeah, which one might gather is largely around science, um, and the other one, presumably, yeah, <laughs> the other one looks like oh, it's from an EP uh, where they've just kind of done a a chilled out version of that song. Yeah, um, so yeah. I don't know, I might have cheated a bit with them, but uh, I also cheated with the inclusion of the Dire Straits song, so uh, maybe I'm just a cheater. Which I am, because yeah, I it, cheated to get a yeah. Masters, so I think that's exactly entirely that's appropriate. So <laughs> <laughs> I think I'll listen to the rest of the uh, Here Comes Science album. It sounds quite interesting. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, I would, what other stuff they have. Yeah, I would recommend them as a band generally. They have tons of like quite catchy, wacky songs. Um, yeah, they're a good band. So I... Uh, until, what was your favourite song there? Because maybe I can give you another recommendation as well, like, of uh, what to listen to. Uh, it's, it's, I think it's a tie between Dire Straits and the Iron Maiden. It was just, it just had a catchiness to it that really sort of hit yeah. the spot, I think. Yeah, well, fair enough. Maybe, maybe I would recommend you listen to a bit more Iron Maiden, because I think, uh, I think, which Iron Maiden songs do you know? I assume you know um, Run to the Hills or something like that. Yeah, but I mean, I, I know very little, if I'm, if I'm honest, so just uh, just a couple of albums would set me up quite nicely. Yeah, yeah. I'll, uh, I'll I'll link you to a few songs as well, maybe like make a playlist, because there's some really good stuff that ends up... I, th- I never think... They're the kind of band I don't think ever made a great album, so if you listen all the way through an album, you'll be like, oh, that song's a bit crap, and it kind of... Do you yeah. know what I mean? It's, it spoils it a bit, whereas if you just listen to the greatest songs, you're like, oh, this is all great. I'll start with the greatest hits then, and uh, yeah, yeah, work from there. But I, I'm also going to have to say uh, I'm I, I'm going to insist upon subjecting you to uh, the rest of that Beach Boys album because I think yeah. I think I think everyone could do with listening to Brian Wilson being a weirdo. So that's the love you, yeah. Yeah, I'll I'll, I'll uh, okay. send this. I'll send some specific songs because some of <laughs> some of them are a bit too far out there, and you you just be like, what? Um, but I mean, to be fair, nothing can compare to um, oh, what was it, uh, Cambridge nineteen sixty nine, which you uh, introduced me to. Did I introduce that to you? Oh God, you I, did. I have and to apologise. Challenging track, I think. Yeah, like, I did listen to the all of it. Yeah, that's more than I ever did. I don't, I don't know why you bothered doing that. <laughs> it's just mainly out of morbid curiosity. And yeah, yeah, that's fair enough. I mean, it, 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 the first sort of 20 seconds set the theme for the remaining 20 minutes <laughs> I'm, I'm glad I'm glad you, uh, you you endeavoured your way through that oh yeah I mean it's sort of it's, it's like one of those things when you see it and it's so horrific that you can't look away yeah 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 it's like the, the audio version of that it's, it's similar to um, in that respect it's like the most unwanted music I think I sent that to you a while ago I think you, you did yeah that? That's that's quite a challenging track as well. Yeah, yeah. Similarly long as well. So, uh, Sorry, similarly. Similarly long. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Length. 
Yeah, I mean, there's some challenging music out there. I always, um, my go-to example is a song by a band called Van de Graaff Generator. Um, yeah. I played it to Karen the other day, literally just like a short amount of it, and she was just like, no, this is not, this is not acceptable. <laughs> What's the track called? I'm, I'm quite intrigued. <laughs> oh, what have you, what have you done? I, I will send it, it's called... Is this going to be a, a new episode, the sort of the most challenging song you can find? I mean, I could do that. I, I think that would be fun. <laughs> I think that would be fun. Um, it would be fun for me anyway. Um, well, if you need a co-presenter, then uh, <laughs> I, I'd be up for that. Hmm, I might, I might think about it. That's a good idea. Um, sorry, that the Van de Graaff generator <laughs> song is called um, yeah. "A Plague of Lighthouse Keepers." <laughs> Plague of Lighthouse Keepers. I'll, uh, I'll add that to the list. And, and like, so, just just so you know, fair warning: it's twenty-three minutes yeah. long. The, the the most challenging ones do seem to be about the twenty minute mark. So yeah, yeah, it's the kind of reason. Yeah, it's just you know, it's the golden ratio, isn't it? <laughs> it's uh, a marathon, not a sprint. Exactly, and just so you know, by the way, before you listen to that song, I genuinely, it's yeah. genuinely one of my favourite songs. I really genuinely <laughs> like it. So, um, okay. if if you do listen to it and you do think about me differently after that, um, please forgive me, but. Uh, <laughs> I genuinely like it, and don't judge me too harshly. But I mean, I think that's. that's a... I, I, I've admitted I quite like Wurzel's covers, so I'm not in a position to do any judgment here. That's true. Yeah, I think it's a different kind of judgment, though. I think <laughs> Wurzel's covers <laughs> versus um, a 23-minute um, song about uh, lighthouse keepers. Well, I'll, I'll give it a go, and I'll let you know if I'm judging you. How about yeah. that? If if you survive it, I mean. It can't be worse than Cambridge 1969. I can't remember that particularly Surely well. I'm, I'm going to have to re-listen to that, and then maybe we can compare notes at some later date. <laughs> anyway, um, okay. this went on longer than I, I thought it would be, but I'm glad it was a shorter episode than I usually do, because my last one with Karen was like two hours long. Um, mm. But thank you very much for your time. and I'm, I'm. Well, thank you. It's been a lot of fun. Yeah, it was, it was good to have you... Um, as a real scientist, uh, actually tell me how accurate these songs were. I mean, I always suspected that the uh, Iron Maiden song was inaccurate, but it's good to have a confirmation from you. Yeah, I mean, it, it helps having studied geology to, to get into the nitty-gritty. It's the nitty-gritty of um, why dinosaurs and people didn't live at the same time. <laughs> is, well, it's important to check these things. Just it is, it is. You never know. And that's the kind of stuff you don't, you don't get taught until, you know, like, fourth year at university, isn't it? So. Absolutely.